All right, well, thanks for, uh, for joining us, which I think everyone knows this is Cyber Monday. Uh, this is also the start of National Tax Security Awareness Week, and that is why we are here with you today with uh, folks that have come in from various parts of the country, uh, to include Baltimore and Chicago and right here in Madison. Uh, this year we are honored to be partnering with the Internal Revenue Service, uh, the Social Security Administration, Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection, as we all look to protect the community against online crooks and those criminals who may contact you by phone this holiday season. We'll also have some tips for you about protecting your tax returns. Joining us from the Madison Police Department is one of our best detectives, Sam Kellogg. I've known her a long time, so I can call her one of the best. Uh, from the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection, we have Administrator Lara Sutherland. From the Social Security Administration, we have Special Agent in Charge Kevin Hughes from Baltimore. And from the IRS, we have Tax Specialist Mike Madronsik out of Chicago. And we will start with our own detective, Kellogg. I'm here to tell you that if it's too good to be true, it probably is. I investigate fraud, but usually it's long time after the money's left the country and it's really hard to get back. I've seen entire life savings wiped out in a day because somebody just had that quick lapse of judgment. Um, smart, intelligent people who just thought, well, maybe, maybe it's a good idea to, to send some money out of the country. Um, if somebody contacts you and asks you to send gift cards, Never a good idea. There is no legitimate investment source. Um, there's, there's just no reason you would ever have to send gift cards to another company to get your grandson out of prison or to get an investment or to win a trip. Gift cards are not the way to send money. Also, don't wire things without checking with other people. Maybe let your family know what you're doing before you start wiring money away from a bank. Because um, once it's gone, it's probably out of the country and you'll never see it again. So those are the, the big things that are just really tragic, and I don't want to see that happen to anybody else. Your bank will also not contact you and ask you for important contact information like your accounts, your Social Security number. If, if it's a legitimate business that you're used to dealing with, they will um, probably not be reaching out to you. They'll know that information already, and they'll, you'll be able to contact them back. It's always a good idea to pause, just take a breath, and then – Say, hey, can I call you back with that information? And then call the number that you know instead of having them give you some random number to call. So just pause. Take a breath. If it's too good to be true, it is. Also, just remember strong passwords. I know it's a pain. I have a zillion billion passwords that I can't remember either. Um, try to write them down in a secure place, not someplace that anybody has access to. But change them often. There is a reason for it. We don't want to see you lose money that way. And, you know, security online, if it's the HTTPS, it's a secure site. If, it does, if it's just the HTTP at the beginning of that website, it's not secure. So just be aware of that. And then there's just other, you know, don't do your Christmas shopping at Starbucks online because it's just, it's not, I love Starbucks, but it's not secure. <laughs> um, and just keep things updated. Use those, those security protocols that come through your computer. Um, but there's also, I mean, just be aware, talk to other people. Um, don't just, you don't have to live in, you know, in, in silence. You, have, you can actually talk to other people about these things before you make those big decisions. Thank you. And Lara Sutherland from Wisconsin Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection will speak with you next. 
Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here partnering with the Social Security Administration and with the Police Department um, and the, with the IRS. And the reason why I'm happy we're partnering is that we see these we see these scams constantly. I'm the division administrator at DADCAP, and we get all of the consumer protection calls in the state. And imposter scams are relentless, and they never go away. And every time we do a presentation about this, inevitably somebody comes up to me and tells me about their great aunt who sent money away via a gift card because of a romance scam, or their grandmother, or sometimes one of their contemporaries um, who's someone you know in their 50s or what have you. So these scams are are insidious and they are continual and and that is the reason why on Cyber Monday it's important that we continue to talk about them because honestly the best prophylactic is to not get scammed because as as was already mentioned once the money is gone it's really difficult for regulators to get it back so so what are some of the other things that you can think about we see a lot of what's called phishing scams and many of you are probably familiar with those scams where there are um, an email coming from somebody that you may think you trust uh, like the IRS the Social Security Administration or somebody you think you may know with a link in it that says here click this link um, because you've either won something or that you need to change your password, um, anything like that. Um, These scams are really insidious because sometimes they look like someone you know, and if you hover your mouse over the the URL, you'll see that it is a a load of numbers, and it's a a website from another another country or a different place, and it's not the the sender that you think it is. Um, So be be really savvy about clicking anything that you get in an email. If some someone sends you something and you think you know them, pick up the phone and call them and ask them. Um, but that's just one tip. If it's too good to be true, it often is. And w- like Wake w- said earlier, please don't pay anything uh, in gift cards. Gift cards are forgiving. They are not for paying anything. And they're certainly not for paying the federal government or your utility. Um, but let me tell you one more thing about the Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection. We have a tech, We have an excellent identification identification theft team, um, and that team does um, a, a lot for the Wisconsin consumers and residents. And what it does is um, provide you information about what we're talking about today. So you can call our 1-800 number, 1-800-422-7128. I hope I got that right. Um, and talk to somebody about identity theft. You can visit our website at dadcap.com. Gov, and there are plenty of inf- there's plenty of fact sheets and information there. And if you've been a victim or you think you've been a victim of identity theft, you can also contact us and we can walk you through the things that you need to do to protect your identity and protect you from fraud. So um, we hope you consider all these things as we go into the holiday season um, and keep your identity safe. And thanks for having me. Thank you, Mark. And next we'll have the Corporation Administration, who is here from Baltimore. Well, thank you for having us today. Uh, I'm Kevin Hughes, and I represent the Office of the Inspector General for the Social Security Administration. I'm the special agent in charge of our major case unit. Our office investigates um, Social Security program fraud, um, and about 75 of our cases generally involve uh, some sort of disability fraud. But today we wanted to talk about a new pervasive scam, uh, the Social Security telephone scams. Uh, and we're talking about these scams because although they don't involve Social Security programs, They're misusing Social Security's good name to scare the public and to steal from them. In fiscal year 2019, which ended on September 30th, we received almost a half a million reports about these Social Security scam calls. 
It's all of our responsibility to educate the public, including our friends and family, about government imposter phone scams. Public awareness and education about these scams is truly the best way we have to defeat them. The most common scams right now and the most profitable are those where the scammer is calling about a problem with your Social Security number or account. The most important thing for people to know is Social Security will never call you to demand payment to avoid arrest or other legal action, and they will never require you to pay, make a payment by gift card, cash, prepaid debit card, or a wire transfer. Do not believe the scammers. If you get a call, hang up, or if you get a voicemail, ignore it. We've just launched a dedicated online form um, for the public to report these allegations and these calls to us. Uh, the form is available 24 hours a day at our website at oig.ssa.gov. Uh, one of the reasons the scammers have been so successful in using the name of Social Security is that the Social Security number is so widely used throughout society. The widespread use also means that people have access to that information, including people who want to sell it or misuse it for any number of reasons, including the filing of fraudulent tax returns. Knowing that, we should all take proactive steps now to protect ourselves. First, monitor all personal and financial accounts, including your credit report, uh, and quickly identify any irregularities. You can also establish a My Social Security online account through Social Security's website at socialsecurity.gov. Use a strong password when doing this. This will prevent someone from fraudulently setting, account, setting up account using your personal information. This is especially important if you receive Social Security benefits. If you want to report Social Security fraud, including Social Security phone scams, or to learn more about the Social Security Office of the Inspector General, again, please visit our website at oig.ssa.gov. Thank you for having us today. Next we'll have uh, from the IRS Tax Specialist Mike Pedronson, who is out of Chicago. Mike. Thank you for having me here today. Uh, for the IRS, this is the fourth consecutive year that we've conducted a National Tax Security Awareness Week. One of the ways in which thieves can use your personal identification information is by filing false tax returns, claiming fraudulent refunds. The IRS, state tax agencies, the tax return preparation industry, and many other groups like those who are with us here today have made great strides in against identity theft, but more needs to be done. While we often focus on individual taxpayers as victims of tax-related identity theft, Businesses can also be victims. Identity thieves love that they can steal employee data through this route. Additionally, identity thieves will steal a business's employer identification number and use it to file false tax returns claiming fraudulent refunds. The IRS is asking businesses and tax professionals to contact us if they experience any of these issues. If their e-filed tax return is rejected because a duplicate return is already on file with the IRS. If a routine request to extend the time to file a tax return is rejected by the IRS because a duplicate return is already on file. If they receive in the mail an unexpected tax transcript document or a notice from the IRS. Or if they fail to receive expected and routine correspondence from the IRS. Now, in addition, we call on tax professionals to act to secure their client data. Identity thieves have targeted tax professionals because of all the sensitive data they maintain. 
we urge tax professionals to review the Taxes Security Together Checklist, which was issued by the IRS earlier this year. You can find it at irs.gov slash identity theft. Here are five items from the checklist that the IRS is asking tax pros to complete. Deploy the six basic security measures outlined in the checklist. Create a written data security plan as required by law. Educate yourself and your employees on phishing scams. Recognize the signs that client data may have been stolen. And create a data theft recovery plan. Finally, everyone has a role to play to eliminate identity theft, and there are a few things that the IRS is asking everybody to keep in mind. One, watch out for IRS impersonation scam phone calls. The IRS does not call you demanding payment nor make threat of jail or lawsuits. Report these calls to the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration at TIGTA, T-I-G-T-A dot gov or call 800-366-4484. Also report these calls to the Federal Trade Commission using the FTC Complaint Assistant on ftc.gov. If you've experienced any monetary losses due to IRS-related, uh, an IRS-related incident, report it to TIGDA and also file a complaint with the Federal Trade Commission, again using that complaint assistant tool on ftc.gov. Remember, the IRS and the state tax authorities do not demand payment via gift or debit cards and do not accept tax payments by iTunes cards. And the IRS does not send unsolicited emails about refunds or payments, does not request login credentials or social security numbers, or other sensitive information. Report an unsolicited email claiming to be from IRS or an IRS-related entity by sending the email to phishing, that's P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G, at irs.gov. Thank you. Any questions for any of our speakers? How much credence should be given to these um, um, identity protection sites, such as LifeLock or anything like that? Do you want to touch them, or, or I'm not familiar with that. Uh, I would say anytime. <laughs> as far as identity theft protection websites like LifeLock, um, I think there's several of them out there. If they're offered to you for free because you've been you've experienced a data breach, I think it's a really good idea. It's it's just another tool in your in your tool case just to protect you. Um, you can't hurt. I have uh, I think maybe you can answer these two. The, um, the secure and the non-secure websites. I guess I find it. Are there legitimate websites that you know have a monetary exchange going on that are not secure? It seems to me like if you're trying to sell something, you want to do it through a secure website anyway. Yes, I wouldn't trust any non-secure website. They either are going to have that lock icon at the bottom of the screen, or they're going to have the HTTP. PS is going to be the best way to, to know that it's a secure site. Um, you can always call them and give them a credit card number over the phone just to be secure rather than transmitting that information over the web. You just better to err on the side of caution. But are there, are there, are there businesses that, that use non unsecured websites to go ahead and do this exchange? Like a, is there a monetary, 
is it cost prohibitive for like a small business to use a secured website or, or anything like that? I can't speak to the fact that whether it's uh, a fee associated, uh, but they can always use sites like PayPal or there's a Venmo. There's a million different uh, payment sites that are secure. So a small business owner could always opt to use those kind of sites if they really want to make sure that their clients are protected. If they're not using that, there's really no reason not to. I mean, anybody selling on eBay can use PayPal. So it's, it's just a very simple way to, to get a login to do that rather than putting people at risk and not using a secure site. Is there a uh, first, um, I guess, what is the first alert that maybe somebody filed a tax return in your name or, um, I guess, where, how should people be looking? Um, a lot of times the IRS will get a call from a tax professional saying that their client has come to them with a notice from the IRS, or they tried to e-file that client's return, and the return is rejecting because there already is a return on file. That is what we've seen uh, most frequently happen when someone has had their identity stolen and the fraudster has uh, used that identity information to file a tax return trying to claim a fraudulent refund. So really, after it's too late to... Oftentimes it's too late. At that point, we will uh, obtain information from the tax professional regarding all their other clients and uh, send that information to a unit at IRS dedicated to monitoring those uh, clients' uh, tax situation, uh, trying to head off a uh, fraudulently filed return uh, for those individuals, too. So we do uh, jump into action at that point and, and help monitor the other clients of the tax professional. Other questions? Well, thanks, everyone, for coming. Thanks to our speakers. I can tell you from where I sit, uh, I see this uh, very frequently. Uh, good people getting taken advantage of by people who are crooks online and people who are also criminals who are calling people up on the phone, such as they've done to my mother several times now at age 88, claiming that her second grandson has been in a car crash and there's drugs in the cars, etc. And we only have one son in my family, so there is no second grandson. But I can tell you that this happens to good people all the time in my family, your family. So the advice from these people that have come today is very, very uh, good to have as we move into the holiday season. So keep it in mind, there are a lot of good websites out there to protect yourself. Uh, Detective Kellogg here in Madison, Alara Sutherland from Wisconsin Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection are here locally uh, to assist people. So we all have to work together because, as we know, there are a lot of people who are out there trying to take advantage of hardworking people. And a lot of these people, as mentioned, don't live in this country. They live in other areas of the world, and it's very hard to track them down and track your money down once it's gone. So thanks again. If you anything else, let me know, and I can get you the names and spelling of everyone who spoke here. And uh, thanks again for coming this morning.